Hello, everybody. Welcome again. Welcome back to the Relative Truth Podcast. We're just a couple of brothers believing in an absolute truth, but we're relative, so we're happy to be here and share that with you. My name's Trey McWilliams. And I'm Mike McWilliams. And we're in for another rip-roaring trip down genealogy lane. (laughs) So we did get some feedback from our last show. Um, We have... We have lit the fire of the family trees being researched, maybe burned down once they've been found out who your your family members are. And so I really no, have no idea what's going to happen tonight. So, Mike, you want to yeah, give so, some... Okay, so right after the podcast, I, I uh, get a uh, message from a good friend, Jim Drake, who's going to be our, one of our guests tonight, in addition to that. Um, my wife, Terry, is going to be here. Trey will introduce her later. But anyway, um, Jim is kind of, I would, um, I'll kind of give his background story. Jim, if you want to hop in here, if I've screwed something up, um, he's a friendship high school. That's Lubbock, Texas, for some of you. Uh, and that's not with a D. It's just friendship for those that sometimes misspell that. But anyway, friendship high school graduate, uh, went to Texas Tech. Um, so he is a alumna, alumnus. Would that be right? Mm-hmm. Alumnus. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think went on to Southwestern Theological Seminary in Fort Worth. Um, Jim was our um, a former worship pastor here in Snyder, Texas. Um, he is father of three kids, a husband of one wife, actually. <laughs> um, Only one. Which makes him, I think, possibly elder worthy. Um, <laughs> he is a granddad. And by the way, what is your affectionate name known as? Uh, I'm Dolly. Dolly. D-O-L-L- there you go. Okay. Um, he currently works at Patterson UTI in Houston, Texas. Uh, he is a student of many things. <clears throat> Let's see. Oh, he's a former member of the Going Band from Raiderland. If, if that's correct, am I, that's am correct. I, was it okay? And then, um, and he's a purveyor of all things creative. Yes. Is that a fair? Uh, yeah, in fact, we look back at my high school, um, high school prophecy where our 40th reunion is coming up, and it said something about creative, and the rest of it was kind of nebulous. But my niece said, "I think this is kind of spot on," you know. So. Yeah. Oh, and the other part is, is that um, Jim is a twin, so that kind of is another uh, interesting note of family treeness. You know. That is true. And in our graduating class, there were three sets of identical twins. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Out of not out of 93 graduates, there were three sets. Three sets. Wow. Wow. That's gotta be a, a statistical anomaly in yeah. West Texas, yes. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or a bunch of bad hops, you know, there you go. somewhere. <laughs> um <laughs> But anyway, so Jim, speaking of oh, bad ops, let me introduce. No, Terry. no, okay. <laughs> hold on. I'm not finished with Jim. His, his, oh, his, sorry. His, his things. I mean, we might be here for another 35 minutes. But anyway, no. Um, uh, Jim is a. I would nearly consider you a professional genealogist. I don't know that that's a. That may be insulting, truly professionals. But Jim has done this for a number of years. Started at uh, with a project in high school of studying. Um, I guess your own genealogy is that kind of actually 
I, you know, we'll get into this here in a second. We had a high school teacher that we ass- he assigned us people that were in the cemetery locally, and we had to go look them up and find out what their story was. So we had a project there, and then we had a personal project that we had to turn in. Yeah. So anyway, so and then Jim has kind of maintained that um, quest um, and was very um, helpful and in, in a lot of kind of encouragement. So I thought he'd be a perfect guest after the, if people have listened to the um, last podcast that where we just kind of talked about it and it was Trey, you and I basically muddling through um, the stories that we had uh, with regard to trying to figure things out, or I guess maybe me more so than you. But anyway, uh, with that, uh, Jim kind of had some great advice and um, he and Terry shared some, um, I guess, emails and, or I mean, text or whatever. And we thought it would be um, apropos for them to be on together uh, to help us muddle through this um, uh, family tree finding. So anyway, so that's why Terry's here as well. So Trey, go ahead if you want to. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I don't, I think Terry's, we have a podcast. One of the episodes is called The Terry Show. And I think that is still our most listened to podcast <clears throat> ever produced. Um, so or it's one of the top two for sure. I think our first one, people couldn't believe we actually could pull this off. <laughs> and then when we brought Terry on, then that pulled the, the people out. So back for a second time yeah. on the relative truth. <clears throat> My favorite relative by far in Snyder, Texas, Terry. <laughs> See, I beat you out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how yeah. else to introduce you. Your, Everybody, your choices are pretty slim, but yeah, yeah. no, it's it, it's honey. It's actually, you know, honey's your favorite. Yeah, no, uh, I, there's just so many good stories, and if I'm ever even thinking about being depressed, I'll just drive to Snyder and let Terry tell me some stories about going to the superintendent's office or the principal's office or it's a new day, a new passion, a city council. I don't know. That's my next one. Just taking. Yes. Yeah. Which I'm still disappointed. You didn't run for mayor because I would have all of these great ideas and Mike just shuts them down. (laughs) (laughs) He says, no, I'm the queller. And I'm so, I'm such a submissive wife that I I don't do it. Yeah. Or I just get somebody else to do it for she, me. She she uses in those that that part of her Bible she highlights with a black. Um, yeah, just mark that right on there. Yeah, redacting. Yeah, <laughs> redacting. yes. That doesn't redacting, apply. Redacting. Redacting. Jesus. Redacted, oh Terry's redacted version. <laughs> anyway, all right, Jim. Yeah, tell us what you know. Tell us what. Well, yeah, know. I was. Uh, anytime you talk about genealogy, uh, just kinda, you know, it just kind of it it hits hits the nerve on me because I have been doing this for about forty something years, and you know I, I go back to that high school class with Mr. Franklin, John Franklin, and we all have had those teachers that you know just that Mr. Hollins kind of thing that just made such an impact. And Mr. Franklin did that for a lot of us. And we talk about him, but he would come to class dressed up as a revolutionary war soldier, or he come dressed up as something and it just went above and beyond. But this was one of his passions too, was to teach uh, about personal history and how to do history. And uh, so um, I was thinking today as I was walking to the post office uh, uh, box down the corner, I thought, you know, today's kids, they they really are missing out on those research skills that 
we all learned to think of an idea or to think of some uh, possibilities of things and then try to go prove it, you know, by finding sources and going to the library and old school, digging it out. And, and so that's really the heart of genealogy is you start with these bits and pieces that you've got and you begin stitching it together. And once you've got a little framework, then you start to try to put the meat on the bones and prove it out and stuff. But uh, that's, that's what we did. And the, here's the funny story about our family history thing. I did my project and of course my twin brother, it's going to be the exact same thing for him. So he paid, <laughs> he paid me, he paid me to copy Heck for yeah. him, for him, for our family tree project. So, that's a good businessman uh, man right there. That's right. Yeah, he, he started off early and, uh, uh, but anyway, that, that discovery, you know, it took me to the old school stuff of uh, Trey, like you said, like uh, looking at old Bibles and we dug through old Bibles. My parents had their family Bibles and the pages were worn and torn. I still have some of those tucked away in a trunk and stuff. And I still have, uh, you know, the etchings kind of faded, but I captured as much as I could at that time on paper. And that was way before computers. So I, as I said, the old school was paper and notebooks and I still have all all those notebooks, you know, here in, here in my closet and stuff. And they've made the move year and year and year out different places, but started out with that structure. And then we'd go to the old Mahon library in Lubbock and go to the genealogy section and pull out the microfishes, you know, those things that you used to whirl through and hope that you just land on. It's kind of like, it was kind of like, uh, it was kind of like Vegas for a West Texas boy. You just roll it and hope that you'd land on something and you'd bingo, you know, <laughs> you'd, get, you'd get a name. But I think Trey, you also said last last time too, the records that we have from the past really are a clue to our families because they were all together, especially my family from East Texas. They owned land together. So if you found one, if you scrolled up or down on pages, you could find the rest of the families. And so that's really key to kind of looking back through your family history is to not look just for your relative, but also look around and find those aunts and uncles and cousins and things like that, because those names are going to become important when you get lost or you get hung on something. You may be able to jump one of their trees and they may have found something that they've not shared with you. So that's just a tip or trick. But uh, family Bibles, how many of us have family Bibles? We haven't put a thing in them about our, our family history. Oh, but, we haven't either. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Grandmothers. And they put births and deaths. And, you know, significant things. And those are just precious to me now. So. And I remember as a kid, my mom would say, we're going to go see our people. And we would go to the cemetery like once a week and visit all their dead relatives. And then after a funeral, we would come home and she would mark stuff out in the family Bible or mark them out or right. whatever. Yep. Where our family is all buried in a small cemetery in East Texas. And we were we would always go out there whenever we made a trip home. And, yes. In fact, that's where Diane and I are going to be buried. I, I bought lots there. And Daniel, we did that with our kids, too. And he said, Dad, that's where I want to be. And so I have great grandparents and grandparents and my parents and us. And so we all kind of filled up a section over there. So where us. in East but, Texas, Jim? Where are y'all? So we're right outside of Greenville, between Greenville and Sulphur Springs on yeah. the, off, off of 30. Yeah. So little country cemetery. So. But yeah, it, uh, it was just a quest. If you like puzzles, I think this is one of the quint quintessential puzzles. You just kind of work on it for a while. And as I said to you, Mike, this week that, you know, sometimes you hit a roadblock or sometimes you get bored with it and you just kind of put it down and then you come back and you look at something in a different way and you go, oh, 
oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Just like well, today, I was I was kind of getting on your tree, and some of the things that were jingling for me were some things that were you know I know where my family was, and and so I can kind of associate those things. Go ahead, Mike. Well, and that's that was two points that you kind of talked about is yeah, that's the one thing that <clears throat> sometimes is difficult is to find because now we have, I guess the early census data that sometimes will place people in particular areas and that's within um, family search.org. They, they have that capability. So they're placing, you know, the a census, for example, that took place in Briscoe County where my grandparents were, that it would show that they were live there in 1940 or whatever. And so then you can kind of place people, but there are parts of the tree that that's like um, going back to my original um, or kind of what got me started on this was the guy that did the um, Mike Rowe research and kind of seeing if his family were in the uh, revolutionary war. Yeah. Um, that sort of stuff. You don't, that's where you lose. There's kind of some history lost there, even though I can say, well, yeah, I had relatives that were in colonial Virginia in, you know, 17, whatever that doesn't necessarily mean they participated or, and that's, you know, that's kind of the, yeah, I'm related to them, but I would really rather know the robustness. It was, he a horseshoer or was he, you know, I mean, yeah, I want the, I want more than just, and that's where it kind of falls flat a little bit when you're kind of looking at this, it's like, yeah, I've got this tree that goes, you know, deep in the woods or whatever, but I kind of want to know what kind of tree it was and that sort of stuff. So yeah. that's, or maybe you don't. Well, that's true too. Well, and my, my daddy, when I started this 40 something years ago, I remember him saying, be careful how hard you shake the tree. You'll never know what will fall out. <laughs> yeah. And I'm telling you that has been true. I have found things that had fallen out and I kind of look at it and I go, Oh, 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 that's interesting. It's explained a lot of stuff that, you know, when we're little, our parents are talking, like Terry, you said, your mom said, I'm going to go see our peoples and stuff. And they mention names and they mention families and stuff. And as a little person, you're thinking, yada, 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 yada. But when I come back to this and I'm running across some of these names, like I'll give you an example. My dad, we're from East Texas, but we transplanted to West Texas when he became a pastor out there. And he would always say, yeah, so-and-so's my cousin and so-and-so's my cousin. And my brother went and got, no, you're not. They're not cousins. We don't have any connection to them. Well, you know what? The more that I've studied the the secondary lines and stuff of of, of the family. You do. Kind of trace, we are. They were like second cousins that were out here in, in West Texas. And so I was like, you know what, daddy, daddy was right. And then I'll go back and, and see some of the names of families that they all, I always heard the aunts and uncles talk about. And, you know, the, they, they talk about this family and that family. Well, sure enough, we're kin, we're kin to them too. So, um, yeah, just be careful when you shake the tree. You never know what will fall out. Kind of like, you know, Terry's discovery about her dad last week. So, <laughs> Oh, and what's even crazier about you know, that whole thing is my parents used to tell a story when they married. I mean, I know that my mom was held back a year. So she graduated high school in 52 and then she married my dad a year later. So, you know, my, my dad was, had a wife in 1940 and yeah, 45, 1945, um, Jane Harper. And 
my mom tells a story about my grandmother crying at their wedding on the front row because he was marrying my mom. She just couldn't believe that her baby, he was an only child. His sister had died when he was younger, so he was an only child. So my grandmother was really upset that he was marrying my mom. And I'm like, that's how, and I heard that story several times they would tell the story, but no one ever mentioned Jane. I'm like, it really wasn't. Did she cry at the first wedding too? Or did she not know about the first wedding? Did he elope? You know, was it a thing? I'm going off to the war. And so here, I'm going to marry you. So you have benefits in case I, I don't know. And so I have shared with you guys, I'll share with the listeners that we kind of found that on Diane's side, I, I got a hold of a newspaper.com free subscription. So I was just Googling a bunch of stuff one day and I happened to run across a, a wedding shower for her mother, but it didn't list her as as her mate her as her wedded name to Diane's dad. It listed her as another one. And I showed Diane and I said, What do you think this means? She said, I think she went to a shower. I said, No, I think she was the honoree and she's married before. And so I said, What do what do we do with this? And she said, I don't know. She said, We're gonna call her. So we stood in our driveway out here in Cyprus and we called her and we said, Mom, were you uh were you married before you married uh dad and she paused for a second and she said just once (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh yeah and we said mom why didn't you tell us she said we were young i think she was 16 turning 17 and a friend of hers and her boyfriend were out they were double dating and they decided to elope and they just decided to elope with them so but it didn't last but you know three or four months and then it was quickly annulled so Yeah, yeah that that would so not fly in today's world I mean, well, and that's what we maybe think with Terry's dad is that there was an annulment or pretty something quickly thereafter yeah, because it looked like, I think I said last, if I didn't, I meant to, but it looked like that she may, or that he, uh, no, that Jane got married nearly within a year. So there was, there was, and she didn't change her name. Like her name wasn't some Jane The weirdest Jones. thing was to look at that wedding application, that marriage license application and see my dad's signature. Yep. Like to see George Albert Jones written on that, the one that the name that the signature I forged all through high school because I forgot to give her sign my report card and I wanted the extra A or whatever. I was like, that's it. That is my dad's handwriting. There is, I mean, at first I was like, no, it's just because there are some errors as you dig. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you got to be my, real careful. My granddad on my mother's side, John Wesley Oliver, it says that he died in 1950. Well, I'm like, no, my mom graduated high school in 52. And I know that he married them. He performed their wedding in 53. So he right. had to, you know, so those are things I'm like, some places it shows him already deceased. And yeah. Some people Maybe put that's, in erroneous uh, information, so you got to be careful with that too. Yeah, that, that's like where the a, backstory is helpful because you can be like, no, that you can refute it and say, no, that's incorrect because I know they married this date. And I'll say the biggest, the biggest secret on and when I was doing this tree at the beginning was we had an aunt that was just beloved by all of us. She was my uh, mother's sister, only sister. And they did not want me to find out that they actually were half sisters because my grand- maternal grandmother had lost her husband within five months of being oh. married the first time. And so then she married my grandfather who happened to be 18 years older. And the story with that was um, the person that my grandmother was married to that was the uncle of his niece. And so he knew of my grandmother, but I remember them sending us down and sitting us down in the living room. They said, we've got something to tell you. Like it's (laughs) some big secret. They said, your mom and, and Ruby are half sisters. And that's like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. 
You're like, no. So, Hey, well, okay. So Jim, what, what did you, you know, once, you know, I know, you know, there was kind of a paper trail research that you did kind of at first, but then at some point I'm, you know, you, you're unbelievably technologically savvy. So what kind of, what tool did you use? Where, what where website, are you searching? Yeah, yeah. Where are you? So yeah, my first, my first major computer purchase and, and the um, rationalization for this large expenditure in 1992 at uh, that uh, used to be like, it was before fries out there on South Arlington yes. electronic yes. store. And I went and I think I paid a thousand dollars for a laptop and dying just about choked. And I said, Hey, it's got this, I'm going to put this tree maker program on there and I'm going to capture all of my family stuff on it. And that actually was roots magic uh, 1.0. They're up to, 10.2 now or whatever. Uh, so I started putting all of that into a, a digital format in the early, early nineties. And, and there was nothing online then, then, you know, late nineties, we started getting these message boards, like you could join message boards and post a message and people, I still run across those that I posted when we were in Sweetwater saying, Hey, has anybody found Jane Jones and whatever, please message me. And, you know, I've, I've gotten some hits that way. So that was the early days of connecting through, um, online. And then, you know, on comes, Ancestry, Ancestry was free for a while, and then they come to the subscription services, and um, you know I noodled with it for a while. And actually, it's just one of the things that the family. <laughs> what do you want for your Christmas, Dad? Well, can you just add to my Ancestry subscription for this year? <laughs> I have an okay. annual subscription. So. Okay, so Ancestry is kind of where you are now. Yeah, yeah, I, I connect through Ancestry, but like the you know family tree that you've been on. Wiki tree. I was on Wiki tree today. I found some stuff on the McWilliams family through that. That was kind of interesting. Can so, you put, do you put your DNA on Ancestry, or is that just Twenty Three and Me and those other ones? No, we. Uh, I've done. I've done an ancestry uh, Ancestry DNA, uh, and Diane has done one, and we convinced her mom to do one before she passed away last September. So we have her in there. And so, what's the fee for that? Is it expensive? Is that uh, you can catch them for sometimes fifty nine dollars, and sometimes you're usually ninety nine dollars. You know, sometimes at Christmas. I just think it's them. risky to put your DNA out there. Well, I, I I I get that. Uh, I wanted to just know the connections, and I'd had a couple of cousins that had already done it, so I wanted to see. And it's actually been kind of interesting to to reach out to those cousins. I've reached a cousin on my mom's side that all I had was a picture of her great grandmother. And I happened oh, wow. to post, post the picture out there. And she said, Hey, that's my grandmother and my grand or my great grandmother and grandfather. And that's my mother and father in that picture. Where did you get that? I was like, it's been in a box for years. Do you want it? And she said, I would love to have it. So I shipped it off to oh, Oregon. Wow to them. And then another lady contacted me and she said, do you happen to know who this Drake person is? And I looked at it and, and after you've done it for a while, you begin to recognize faces, you know, Terry, when you look at somebody, you go, that's my mom, that's my dad. And I could look at each one of those and I'd say, that's my uncle John who died when he was 27. Cause I've got the big family photo when they all came here from Alabama. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I know who to give that to. So the next Drake family reunion we went to, I handed it off to his relatives and said, here you go. Here's John when he was 26 before he died in 27. So, you know, she just, she found it. She had been passed, passed down in a, that's crazy. 
she really wasn't associated with this, but she had married into the family some way and she inherited the box. Well, you know, when my mom passed away, we kept a lot of stuff. I have a journal that my grandfather kept when he was in the pastorate in Texas and then in Arkansas and Little Rock and stuff. And I, it's really cool. I should have it published. It's the neatest thing. Yeah. And then, um, but I was amazed. There were tons of pictures that my brother and I, we just didn't know what to do with them. We didn't know where to put them or what to do. I have some of them in a box. I'm sure we threw some away because we were trying to empty a house and, you know, get out of Dallas. And right. um, it's, it's just kind of sad that, well, and then when John found his, he put his DNA, I think it was on Ancestry or 23andMe, I'm not sure. And his birth mother, he got a, a match to his birth mother and birth father. They had theirs on there and they connected or whatever. And when she showed John a picture of his biological father, it's uncanny, the resemblance. I mean, not only were they both in the Air Force and they pursue similar career paths, but they look ident like John at 50, I'm 54, 51. John looks just like his dad did at 51. Yeah. It's nuts. Did you show uh, Mike and Trey that picture of chapel that I, I didn't t from today. No, I didn't. Today. That, that found, lady kind of looked like a dude. Chapel that you talked about last week. She was, she was scary. Dude looked, uh, she looked like <laughs> yeah, a lady. She had a, she had a thicker beard than I do now. Well, exactly. wait till you see this picture. So, Oh uh, God. Anyway, uh, I, I, I just cringe when I go into these stores and I see these bins of old family photos. I think, man, that's somebody's history right there, you know? So, yeah. Look, look at this. You probably, and then she's kind of got the. Oh, yeah. No, that's Granny. That's Granny Chapel. Huh? Or Granny. You got to send that to Trey. Let him look at it. Too. Yeah, no, no. That's my Granny. That's. Granny Reed? Yeah. Yeah, that's Granny. That's, that's, a, that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. It's a wonder it wasn't. she got laid. <laughs> Why was that? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, just uh, moving along here. You know, uh, last week y'all were talking about unique names. Uh, if you've got a unique unique name, that's one of the best gifts you can have because there's just not many many like that. And I've got those in my side of the family, and so those help me jump. And I told Mike today, some of those families have genial, uh, they have societies that you can join and they put out newsletters for each family, out, for, a for family each family. Oh. Yes. And so on our side, I've, I've been go to, uh, in fact, I went tonight to look at one. Um, I got, I got, I bought the book when I was in Arkansas, you know, almost 30 years ago and it has the history. And so you can jump and it had a, a bunch of names that I already had, but I didn't, didn't know what the connection was. And then it helped me get some more on that side um, uh, on, on some of those names that I just had a first name and like, who is that? And so. Hey, speaking uh, of Arkansas, tell me about how you and Diana related. So yeah, this is, this isn't Diane and I are eighth cousins on her dad's side. That's crazy. Um, actually her aunt scared me to death the night of our wedding. She was standing at the back of the church before we would go down the aisle. And she said, Hey, this is aunt Bev bless her heart. We lost her in January last year. She said, we have Drake's on our side. And I looked at her. <gasps> and thought, oh, you're crazy. And she said, yeah, we have Drake's. Well, it turns out that on Diane's mom's side, there are Drake's, um, but they don't hook up with our Drake's. Uh, the funny thing about that is I was running across her Drake's before I found the rest of my Drake's. So oh, wow. some of these, some of these names that she has on her side, I'd seen them back here in these early days of doing library yeah. research. So then I was one day noodling and I found a name. The name was Tribble, T-R-I-B-B-L-E, which is not a very common name. And I found that on her grandmother, her paternal grandmother's side, 
uh, as they go back. And then I knew my uh, maternal grandfather's side had a triple too. So I just followed the tree back on both sides. And so there were two brothers that had sets of siblings. And so we connect eight generations back um, as cousins. Our kids think it's really weird. They don't want to talk about it. That's so funny. Well, okay. So in talking, can y'all hear me? Yeah. Okay. The, um, so talking about kind of how this, it, you know, when you start talking about this, how it becomes a small world, right? So we have some listeners that listen to us and Jim, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that we have, we're, we're a world, we have a worldwide audience. Um, yes. And sponsored by a great company there. <laughs> that's yes. right. Oh, yes. I mean, we, for, we forgot yes, to our best sponsor. Um, to mention them. I, shout I, out I, to Hardgrove Crop Insurance. <laughs> shout out to them. Shout out big time. Thanks, Amy. Right. So, um, but anyway, so uh, Don Osborne and his wife are in Japan. And so I get an email from him on, I think you released it on Saturday or something, on Monday, Tuesday, something. I get an email from Don and he says, uh, hey, cousin. <laughs> and so I'm like, what? well, anyway, come to find out, his wife, who is and, the coolest human ever, she's yeah, awesome. Um, is is our eighth cousin once removed? So that's Don's wife, and then Don and Lisa are related. Their twelfth cousin, two times removed. So Don and Lisa kind of have the same Jim and Diane issue. <laughs> yeah, yes, but yes. Anyway, but then you know it's the crazy that it's such a. I mean. You know, that it's, you know, I guess is if we go back far enough, we're all related to. Yeah. Well, and then this afternoon I was noodling around on, I, you know, as you said last week, doesn't take much anymore to kind of figure out what people's heritage are and who they, where they're from. So I was noodling on your tree and, you know, found on the McWilliams side, there was a name that's in common with mine and common, common place in Mississippi in the 1850s. Mine, mine happened to be the sheriff of the county. And then I, I go start going to look at yours and that name I, it's not a direct line of mine, but I can I can I can jump it back to Virginia somewhere in the 1600s that these were two brothers. So you're my cousin uh, eight crazy. times. Oh Isn't my that God. crazy? Yeah, right. Trey, you're my cousin too. You're here. You're here. So well, we need I'm to have sure a- that if your cousin was the sheriff, their cousin was like the bootlegger or something. <laughs> yeah, Trey, we Trey were very our, familiar. We were on the opposite side of the law. <laughs> I guarantee it. Trey and I are just going to have the family reunion down here. So yeah, come on for down. sure. Yeah. Come on down. So. That's right. Speaking yeah. of, we are going to run up to New Mexico this weekend to see kind of the website of their family um, and do a birthday celebration. And uh, I told Mike, you need to bring a spiral and ask all the questions we've been dying to ask. Because when I married into the McWilliams family in 1990, Paula, my mother-in-law, handed me a date book, a little three by three square Hallmark date book. Do you remember those? They gave yeah, them away. That was her, yes. That was her birthday book. And she had she gave me one because she, I guess, expected me to remember birthdays. I was like, I am gonna miserably disappoint. But um, so I looked through it and being curious and new to the McWilliams family, I started doing math and putting dates and things together. And yeah, Mike's up here going, no, no, no. And I'm like, and so I'm, I, I, I ask inappropriate questions. And Mike's like, how have I not known this? And I'm like, what have you been trained, been doing? Because we've been playing wall ball and throwing things. We don't like, we don't pay attention. So we Jim, at, it's nice to we're have at a, Logan Field. Eating it's nice to pies. have a man that paid attention. Because I'll ask questions like, well, aren't they related? And Mike's like, I, I don't know. 
<laughs> but she makes great peanut butter cookies. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it doesn't matter that they married their sister. Or whatever. Oh no, whatever. Yeah. No. Well, because back then in small towns, you did marry sure. relatives. And Wait, so did home. you find some non-forking of the McWilliams tree in the birthday book? No. No. Just, or just, just marriages? Some, some short engagements. Some, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. All the McWilliams awards were players. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I did find something, and Jim, I, you may be able to speak to this to some degree because you may have seen it more. But in our web line of family, as we go back, there's a point where it switches, and this that sounds weird, but the the mother was the web, and the father was. I think of Fitzpatrick, if I'm not mistaken. The son was named kind of a combination name, but his the Fitzpatrick was his first surname, it looked like, and then Webb was his second surname. And it wasn't hyphenated. It's not like, you know, kind of like it's done today. But then his kids are all known as Webbs. Yeah. So, is they that didn't a, carry his Fitzpatrick They name. carried the Webb name, not the Fitzpatrick name, which was kind of, but in his name, he was a Fitzpatrick. Well, and that's kind of weird on Diane's mom's side. Um, she's, her maiden name was Ashworth. And so you go back on the Ashworths and the Ashworths and the Drakes, that's the Drake line. They all kind of intermarried, but they come across, uh, they come across some of Diane's, um, uh, Diane's dad's lines too, you know, and so they've kind of intermarried. So yes, you find that uh, that's what I said. And when they all traveled together and especially when you get back to um, South Carolina, North Carolina and stuff, you know, the Plunkett's married the Joneses and the Joneses married the Smiths. And so, and, and they're all right there together. So like I said, if you know these secondary names and stuff, you can kind of begin to say, ah, this is, this is how it happened. This brother married the sister and the sister married the brother. And, and, and then the names, you know, kind of started, you know, melding well, together. How much is ancestry going to change this generation? You know, so we joked about, you know, there were short engagements and some shotgun weddings. Um, today people have children outside of marriage and they don't yeah. feel an obligation to marry or name the child after the biological father. Right. There will it's be, gonna, it'll be hard to trace those things down and make those connections without it's be hard. Yeah. And unless we leave behind a, a good a breadcrumb trail, which I've tried to leave for my kids, um, it's going to be hard for them to trace one because we don't all live together anymore. You know, right. we're all dispersed. So you can't find us all in the census because you're going to find, you know, me in Harris County in 2020 and the rest of my family in Lubbock County. And so, you know, you can't unless you can make those leaps and know those leaps, you can't hook us together. Uh, that's what's hard about the 1950 census that just came out, which it's really, it's, it's good. And Mike, as you said that they're still working on it, but you kind of have to know where they live because it's broken down by the quadrants. So I've gone back to my grandparents in Hunt County and I know their address. Okay. How do I know that? I just heard my parents say that address over and over and over. And so I found them in 1950 and I thought that my grandparents had waited after 50 to move in from the farm, but they were already living in, in, in the city. But I go ahead and find my aunt and uncle and my brand new baby cousin, who's the very first 
grandchild living there with them. So they were all living together, but you kind of have to know the parts of the city that they lived in. So that's, what's difficult because you got to know the quadrant mm. uh, that the city's in. So that's going to be difficult for people that don't have any kind of close connection or stories to hook to or where they were and what they were doing. So, yeah, well, I did a little research and just trying to figure out, you know, what was, what's the best, you know, is there a best online tool today that is the most robust or whatever in each one of them? You know, I, I think I found out that there's kind of three big for-profit ones. Um, and then, and then the uh, family search is the other big one that is not, for profit it's just out there for free but that being Bless said Mormons. <clears throat> family family search is the trap to get you into buying dates. yeah for sure um yeah. but like, like do you like this do you like this are you having fun come on over into the well to the and pool. i know and the, i guess my question is i i guess it's highly possible to have a fully filled ancestry.com tree but then your family search dot org tree be somewhat misaligned or yeah, whatever. Yeah. They they don't talk to each other. You yeah. pretty much have to make you know make sure you're in one place or you keep it or it's it's just hard to keep them in sync. Uh and and as Terry alluded to earlier, there's lots of mistakes. People, you know, they're called happy clickers that they just fill out their tree and they just keep clicking and clicking and stuff and people come along and go, this is wrong. I don't know why you clicked on this. This is wrong. It's wrong date. It can't be. Look at it. Look at it. This baby was born before the yeah. parents were were even born. You know, so dates yeah. don't match up lines. You know, so people are trying to fill out this. So I, I don't know if you guys have seen the the programs called Who Do You Think You Are on TV. That's kind of a uh, yes. It's it's put on by Ancestry too, but they take these stars and they do their. Uh, they do their ancestry and walk it back. There's one called find your roots on PBS too, but uh, who do you think you are is coming back in July, July the 10th. It, it's been gone. It's been gone off of the, the air since about 2012, I think, but they're coming back with 10 more episodes, but that's really good to look and see how they did the research. I found a lot of stuff on it to explain like Diane had a grandmother back in the early 1900s. She's in a, retired veterans home and i'm like what is that oh yeah well, yeah yeah and so that to they explained on this was that was the way they took care of the veterans widows there were no nursing homes in those days you know people either took care of you in your home or you were out at the cemetery there were no nursing homes and so these veterans homes were places for the widows that had just run out of money and family couldn't take care of them so that explained a lot on her side why grandma was in the uh veterans home and Austin, Texas, no families around her. So, you know, back when Mike found my biological mother in the 90s, we kind of stumbled on it. I was working for a company in Dallas, and this man called from Batesville, Arkansas, and he said, You know, I bet you don't know where this is. And I said, Actually, I was born there, but, you know, I was adopted in Little Rock. So, not, you know, anyway, and that was Pandora's box. I could not shut that thing. It just spilled. So, we were sitting around in Oklahoma it's finals and I'm working and Mike and a friend are like, Hey, we're going to go to Omaha, Nebraska. Cause we, I knew my mother, my birth mother was in Omaha. That's all I knew. And her name that she'd signed on the release when she gave me up for adoption in 1967. So Mike and Shad, a friend head off to, to Omaha. Um, 
And it's a huge city and it's the nineties. It's before everything's digitized and there's, and they went to a library and looked up at a Polk directory, which is a city directory. And it shows like, and you look at, and those are available online. I just looked to see, you can go online and go to like, if you know, someone was in a certain city, you can there, you can find out, you can find an address and you might can even move forward based on address and find where they're currently living. Cause like my mother was unlisted, didn't want to be, listed and found. And so, and that's how we found her. Um, yeah. And then I got to go meet her and it was crazy. And you know, I didn't tell my parents because I didn't want to upset my mom. Um, she was adopted also. And she had found her twin brother. She was a twin. Her twin brother had found their biological mother and it was upsetting for my mom. So I knew that this would be upsetting for her as well. So I just chose to keep that secret and not share it with her. I, I told my dad, um, and, you know, we because he had kind of given me information over the years. And I'd been told from the beginning I was adopted. That was never, oh, and when I married Mike in 1990, I don't know, Trey, did y'all go to Silverton to the courthouse for Beamer to do your marriage license? Did you and Jacqueline? Uh, she, she mailed it to us. Yeah. So we drove up to Silverton and saw Mike's grandmother. She was the county and district clerk there in Briscoe County. And, you know, they had these huge books in this, you know, room where they've, have all these records and you can go back and look and it will say like, you know, baby girl will, cause my biological name was will. Um, and so it'll say like baby girl will, and then it'll have adopted, you know, by George and Sharon Jones. You know, those records are, some of those are sealed. You can't find those, but those ladies and men that worked in those, those record keeping rooms in those courthouses, they know everything. One, when we met, you really didn't know anyone that was adopted. You were like, that was kind of a weird hush, hush taboo. I thought that I was kind of, special, but that kind of brings up an elephant that's in the room that I've been feeling since we started. So through all this search, have you found, mm-hmm. you realize Mike that you were adopted? He <laughs> <laughs> does look a lot like daddy Warbucks. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to tell mom and dad not to tell you that we yeah. love, we loved you just like a real son. <laughs> Our kids used our kids used to tell each other, "You're FedEx, you're UPS." <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, that is so great. Yeah. Hey, well, no, but we did. Mike did find. Oh yeah, this. Y'all are, so we joked about Jim's family being on the good side of the law and y'all being on the not nefarious side of the law. So y'all I did. I did. Have some I did infamy. A, we have some infamy, and I'll I kind of tell you how this goes. And Jim, you probably have done this. Maybe have done this before, but within family search or whatever, you can. Um, find a person like if, th- if there's a name that you know you think oh well, john f kennedy exactly so you see if you see kennedy in your line which actually there is a kennedy in our line um that you could type in their name find their um name within family search and then there's again a little button there that kind of says how am i related to that person and it'll kind of show you well along the line of, I can't remember which side. I think it was web. The website. Yeah. Anyway, as it goes back, there is, uh, no, no, no. I take that. It was, yeah, it was on the, it was on my grandmother's side or Beamer's side. And um, so I followed it back and there's in there, there's a, um, a John Booth. And so I'm like, oh, that's okay. interesting. And so anyway, so I then, go to um, findagrave.com, find the John Wilkes booth, find his 
date of death, date of birth, go to the end of family search, put that information in, find him within family search, and then click the little icon that says, how am I related? The interesting thing is, is that I had looked, I was looking, found the John Booth on my grandmother's side, and it related me to him through my granddad's side. John Wilkes. So the John Wilkes booth, if that makes sense. So needless to say, there is, um, so we are, we're the 13th cousin once removed from John Wilkes booth. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, um, so if at some point there is another, um, presidential assassination, assassination, just saying it could come coming at they're coming at you. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, they'll shut this thing down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to be canceled for sure. Yeah. And no. the funny thing is I was going to ask a question earlier, Terry, when you said like your, I think it was your grandmother, mm-hmm. the date was <clears throat> wrong when she passed away. I was like, how are they going to, what did the genealogist do with somebody like Joe Biden? Like, is he, when did he actually die? Exactly. That- Cause he's a hologram. <laughs> We all know, right? right? The conspiracy theorists say so he's what, just a hologram. What is he? I don't right. know. He's an anomaly. Yeah. Did you click on the Biden line? No. Be- yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, okay, but he won't. I'm show trying up. to add some levity to this. Yeah, he won't show up on any of this stuff until he's dead. So that's the other thing. Like on an end. That's what I'm saying. Isn't he already dead? <laughs> I know. Well. Yeah. Well. In theory. <laughs> yeah. So, so can I, t- can I talk about names and how important? Oh, names sure. Are? Yeah. 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 You know, uh, the t- tradition, Mike, as you said that the names were handed down, that was, that was your name. Your name meant everything. I mean, that's why your parents said, do not ruin my name because, uh, like I'll give an example of my, my grandfather who moved here from Alabama. We found that he purchased uh, he purchased a surety bond on his land for like a hundred dollars and he paid $10 a year and he paid the $10 fee, $10 in the early 1900s. You know, that's like yeah. thousands these days. Uh, but he paid to the company and then the company sold. And so he wrote and said, Hey, I've already paid this. Is this going to be a problem? They said, Oh no, no, it'll be no problem. Well, sure enough, it didn't capture. And so they, they even posted his land for foreclosure in the local paper and took him to court and he paid $5 to the attorney. I have the receipt from the attorney where the attorney uh, 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 represented him for $5 and the attorney was saying, I need my $5, you know, (laughs) but, but my, my great grandfather's name was, was sullied in the public square because, you know, and so your name was something uh, very important. So I'll take him, for example, his name is Turner. Uh, and so we're like, where did that come from? Well, you jump back a couple of generations. His grandfather was named Turner and that grandfather's grandmother's name, maiden name was Turner. So, so those things help you kind of connect uh, what those, those relationships are. And so I've tried to carry that forward with our kids to say, Hey, please consider a family name when you're naming your kid. We named Maddie after my grandmother. That's my, ma- my grandmother's um, middle name. And my, my mother set me when we were, 
naming Maddie in 94, she said, honey, she, she said, your grandmother hated that name. And sure enough, everything that I signed are fine. She signed by her first name and her last name, but we just thought that Maddie was you know, appropriate and stuff. So she has a family name. My brother's son has taken my dad's middle name for his son's middle name. And so I just think that's something we need to reclaim with our kids and tell them, Hey, this is your heritage. Uh, and this is the key to, you know, keeping that, that, uh, generation together. But my parents did that sign, but there's like, like I'm Terry Joe because my dad was George, but he went by Joe. Right. And so, and like my brother's John, my grandfather was John Wesley, but they spelled my brother's name, just J O N without the H. Right. And like Mike and Trey, y'all have all the reads and the D's like your dad was Jerry D armor D there's Edwin D Michael D Sarah D like we've carried that middle name. And that D, I found that today it popped up in one of my searches. That comes from that side that we're really kind of connected on. Oh, really? That, yeah, Terrell? it popped up. Yeah, I uh, came up with the William William D Terrell. Okay, yeah. And so I don't, I can't, I can't find it with that. But I, when I saw that, I thought, oh, that's got to be Ken. So those yeah, are clues. Yeah. Those are clues. And then I told Mike the tradition was always that the first son was named after the father's. Um, uh, uh, the father's father. And then the second son was usually named after the mother's father. And on the girls, the girls were usually named after the mother's mother and then the father's mother. So yeah. those are, those are clues that you can use to, to put your tree together. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. And then so like you, you mentioned Jim, that when you go to the, you used to go to the genealogy section of the library, which I still love the library. I like a book with the binding and I don't, the Kindle, all the digital books are not my thing. But um, so when you're going to that, like when you're looking in that section of the library and you're looking at microfish, like, are you going to newspapers? Are you going to legal documents like titles and wills? Like where? So you usually start with trying to find the location. So they have sections for Alabama, Arkansas, Texas, Tennessee. And, and it just depends the depth of their of their um their collection. And then usually they have an index, like somebody else say index to the 1850 index to the 1860. And then, you know, which index or, or which right. microfish to pull. But now all of that is they've, they've digitized that. And you, it's so clear. You can pull up, you can pull up the images on ancestry. They've digitized all that. So I don't have to go do the microfish anymore. Well, I thought you found that marriage application on ancestry. Yeah. 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 And then death certificates. I told you this, Mike, it's, I know it's creepy to look at death certificates, but good death certificates give you lots of information because they usually list the father and the mother and they give, you know, where they were born. So that's a clue. I used to have to write off to the local County clerk to say, can you please give me the death certificate for so-and-so, so-and-so here's my $2. Yeah. But yeah, you, know, you don't have to do that anymore, but the cause of death, I, I'm just going to, delve off into something kind of creepy. This is a, this is a family history of health too, that you sure. can put together to see what's going on with your family. So Daniel's doing a physiology class at A&M. He's like, dad, you've got all the family history. I've got to put together a health schedule of what, you know, paternal and maternal side look like. Well, I put it together because I had them all. And so my dad's side is hypertension and heart attacks and stuff. Mom's side is kidneys and, uh, inflammatory issues. And he wrote me back. He goes, this is really, this is really encouraging dad. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. so glad. Doomed. Yeah. Well, but it, being it adopted, is, you don't know you go, I go to the doctor and they're like, Hey, what's your family history? And I'm like, I, I don't know. Yeah. 
I mean, I it's, met it's, my birth mother, but we didn't go deep into you know health issues. I mean, I asked a few questions. Um, I was pregnant with Megan at the time, so you know, I was like, "What was your pregnancy like?" and things like that. But um, and and, it, and like for me now, even science, like they did genetic testing for me when I was diagnosed with cancer a year ago, and they can tell you all kinds of stuff. Like they test your tumor, that yeah, like what and with your mom when she was you know, sick and passing from dementia. They knew exactly what foods she would absorb better. What oh, you know, yeah. It was crazy. They did all this kind of genetic testing on her and it made that care so much more um, focused for her body and her, it was incredible. They, they can even do a diet plan for you now to show you how to lose weight based on your DNA. Wow. Really? Well, yep. They, you know, you're, I, might need a sign I can do that too. <laughs> so back down to, on the triple, do not eat that's do not DNA. <laughs> now, Jim, you, you touched on something. So my grandmother, uh, Beamer was a county and district clerk in Briscoe County for a number of years. And I would many times during this, or there were several summers that I would go spend like a week <clears throat> with her before kind of our family vacation, which was going to our house and, plan on the lake at Lake McKenzie. But anyway, all that to say, um, she would say, Hey, go over there and look in, um, the death binder book, whatever it was, and just piddle through that. I spent some time in brands. That was another thing that was in the county edition. And that was kind of cool because, you know, you could kind of see, and that that was kind of a family heritage thing too, you know, or family tree thing, you know, like there was, you know, yeah, you'd have th- that'd be associated with the land or whatever. And then so but needless to say, many of the you know deaths at one point were, you know, consumption. That was one, you know, or yes. one. You know, there was, uh, I think, a kid in Briscoe County that um, died falling off a tractor or something, you know, and that's how it was listed. I and mean, it was like, you know, like fell, you know, off, fell, off, tra- fell off tractor or whatever. I mean, like you know, they're just kind of interesting. I mean, uh, tragedy. I'm not trying to make fun of it, but anyway, it's, it, um, it was really interesting to be able to look through that and just kind of how all of that was documented, you know, um, back in the day in these books, I guess they, you know, they still exist. Um, um, they're, you know, maybe hopefully now online, but, uh, another thing that's really telling is old your parents, old school records, you know, cause you know, Mike had this image of who his dad was that you, that you, create as a kid, you know, at 18, 19, when they, you lost your dad. Um, and then he saw when we were cleaning out Paula's house, Trey and Mike found his college report cards. And Trey was like, I don't feel so bad about myself. <laughs> and I don't know why he was so hard on me. Cause he was kind of a, you know, screw ups a little too. And so, um, you know, my children have done far better at, at university than I did. Um, so because what, what we sell our children is not always an honest good. You All know right, I mean? let's stop right there because my children are listening. <laughs> oh. I don't, we don't need to be giving away secrets. No, but I mean, it's just, it's funny because like my kids are like, mom, what was it like? And I was like, oh, I was perfect. And I wasn't. <laughs> There's a lot of trickery, smoke and mirrors Tom and tomfoolery going on yeah. with the parenting. So. Hey, was, uh, was Paula a cheerleader at Silverton? Yes. yes. She was. Uh, I found online uh, they have you know the annuals now, and so they have yeah. those old pictures. And so I, I found one. I think it's her of doing the splits and and her yeah, poodle skirt or whatever. So hey, let me talk about your mama just a second, and uh, I'll say this to the listeners: uh, I've I've known Mike and Terry for thirteen, fourteen years, and I've known Paula was 
Paula was just a big part of our life too. We were in her small group and just a, just a sweetheart. Um, and I just remember when I would say, Paula, we're going to do this. And she'd go, I'll make the baked potatoes. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> she was very simple. You know, yeah. she didn't want fancy stuff, but I just loved her to death. But, you know, looking back on your family tree, I'd noticed this and you guys can confirm. I think her father died rather young, didn't young. he? Yes. Yeah. And so then that tells me, and that just tells me the strength that she had when your dad died Absolutely. came from the experience that she had from watching her mom. And I just, I put that together today and I thought, ah, that makes so much sense of who she was because she had seen that, you know, exemplified in her life by her mother. But I was, I was like, really, did he die when he was that young? And, yes. And yeah, uh, I think she was nine or something. Nine or 10. He was, yeah. he was 39. And I was like, wow, yeah. wow, wow. So the only yeah. time I saw it, I mean, she was upset when my dad died, but we were, it was after dad died. She was telling me the story about her dad dying. Cause he died. He had skin cancer. Yes. And I mean, I'd venture to say she was more upset telling me that story about you know, I just, she broke down just, it was his an old face group. was, yeah. his face was peeling off and yeah. it, it the treatment and all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, so it that's, certainly, that's, that's the benefit of knowing the person and then knowing the story and just, just a deeper reach, uh, richer appreciation of who they were. And, you know, she I, I always had a tender place at her heart for young widows because her mom was yeah, one, she was one, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember too, and this is kind of interesting. Um, we had a, a family friend that were going through a divorce, and um, mom, after we had lost dad or whatever, she made the comment she goes, You know, losing Jerry wasn't that bad. She compared goes, to divorce. Compared to divorce, because she goes, I don't, I didn't have to deal with rejection. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh. I mean, and that's, you know, she's like, just simplified it. Yeah. yeah. Just anyway. So it, it's kind of a, you know, weird way to look at um, death that it trumps maybe some other life happenings. But, um, but yeah, the crazy part is, is that I believe, so her dad passed early and I believe, um, sure. so her mom's, so chapel's husband also, Young. died young as well. So Mama Chapel, as we called her, or Chapel. Yeah. Um, he died, I think, fairly young as well. So there's there was kind of a um, tough and rumble kind of. Well, and that was, you know, back in that time period, women didn't work outside of the home. How did you provide that, you know, you were expected to remarry or whatever, that weird kinsman redeemer stuff that we joke about. Um, <laughs> you know, like your, your relative was going to marry you or take you in and. Because you, as a woman, you didn't have rights. You didn't vote. You didn't. I mean, you didn't I, have a way to great, provide. Great grandfather on my m mother's side, he waited six months and he ended up marrying his sister-in-law because his brother had died <laughs> the That's year crazy. before. You know, so I was like, okay, there we go. That that explains that. So that that I, changes family Christmas, man. <laughs> I got you. I got you, Terry. If something happens to Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hey. 
Hey, Trey, I'm available. Uh, I, I was I was on the list for Megan's wedding, but uh, I didn't get used. Yeah, backup. So. Yeah. You have to be the other backup. <laughs> we, You're in good to- hands. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just threw up. I'm sorry. That just makes me. I think Terry did too. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Kind of passed out there for a second. Yeah. I have seen Trey in his under drawers. That is whoa, true. Whoa, My first whoa. meeting. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. oh. Yeah. I was. I had to try on some new pants. So he, right. Yeah. Just, he did right there in the kitchen. Hey, well, I, you know, I, there was some infamy in our family, but we also, I also found some. Um, Fummy. Some fummy in our family. <laughs> <laughs> and so I need to express this one as well. And so um this means nothing to our children. They have no they have clue no who no idea. Is. Yeah. We ran it by them and they, they were like, who's that? Yeah. I didn't tell them that he was once married to a famous person, um, even yeah, more famous person, but they so they that might make him even cooler. But but anyway, so again, looking back, name and then follow it forward. I had to find his spit it out. Now hold on. I had to find his because I say alive. every I'm time we do a podcast, Terry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> shut the freak up. Just get it out the whole time. Because it takes forever. No, so find the name. I go find this guy's dad. Find him in the tree. How am I related? The new guy is or the family tree. Lyle love it. Seventh no cousin, way. yeah, seventh cousin, four times removed. Okay, seventh cousin. So it, doesn't that mean like it's our great great? You say great seven times grandfather. Eight. eight. That's right. Actually, yep. Or is it seven eight. or eight? Right. Yeah, I but I mean, remember. and then it's if you it's say great really long remote. enough, then you you end up at Adam, right? I mean, like exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of. Well, yeah. I mean, it takes, takes, for sure. that takes the fun out of it, I guess, or ham, sham, or JFF, I guess. <clears throat> I got Methu- Methuselah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we should call O'Lyle and see if he wants to come for a visit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> call a family reunion just family for, reunion. Yeah. for the he can, he can play the web family reunion this weekend. That's there you right. go. Yeah. But well, anyway, I, so- I, I think you, I think all of us on here realize the importance of family. I think you, you've all grown up with it. You, you've lived it. You've put it in your children. We've put it in our children. Uh, I think it's, it's just a, a valuable asset to give our kids to value family and try to be together as much as possible and share life and do life together. And, you know, we just don't have that anymore. No, it's it's easier to not make the effort. Yeah, <clears throat> I am. Push. I have decided. Um, I told Sarah's been you know chomping at the bit once we found out my biological father exists and what his name is, and I have a phone number and an address because um, that's easy to find once you have the name. But I am going to call him. Uh, this has been kind of a nutty last week and a half, but I think I'm just going to call. Not, you know, I'm not looking for a kidney or a fortune, but um, although I would take a fortune if he was giving one out, because um, I really want a swimming pool. And hint, hint. And um, <laughs> <laughs> but I am going to call him and just go, "Hey, this. I don't know that he knows that I exist. I don't know that my biological mother told him because when I met her and I met her best friend, her her best friend said, "I thought you were a boy." For 27 years, I thought she had a son. She's, she had mm-hmm. never talked about it. 
it was just a mm. private thing that she kept closed. And so I'm curious as to see if he knows, you know, whether I, and I don't, again, I don't need a relationship. I had incredible parents. Um, I would never want to replace that. And I don't want to go to another family reunion. So yeah, I've got, yeah. <clears throat> so Mike, is it, and Jim, is it, mom used to tell me this story, like how I got my name, Trey. Well, I mean, she didn't tell it all the time, but <clears throat> my understanding was that they didn't know if I was going to be a boy or a girl. I think they thought I was going to be a girl. And then when I was a boy, somebody about the same, that was in the hospital at the same time, had a baby that they named Trey, and my mom took it. That's so I've hilarious. always felt that <clears throat> there's somebody probably with the almost the exact same birthday named Trey that was born in Weatherford, Oklahoma. It's kind of like Rumpelstiltskin, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Say the name. Say the name. Now everybody, you know, now there's a lot of Trey's, but. Well, yeah. And five decades ago. Well, and I've always, someone is, every time I say, you know, my brother Trey, they're like, oh, is he the third? Like, you know, like you're the. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah, Junior, you're the third, and I'm like, yeah, no, that's not the case. You're just He's a you. unique bird, yeah, to say the least. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. So, but, um, but yeah, but that same thing with my name, M- Mom. They knew a guy that was kind of a weird. I mean, my spelling is weird. Yeah, my K E L. So that, <clears throat> um, kind of weird sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, now to, now to know that I'm adopted, that even makes life yeah. <laughs> even weirder. So we yeah. picked you up from the Booth family after they were running away from the Lincoln yeah, family. Sure, they weren't trying to happened. spell Michelob. Michelob. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what they were trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> I, was yeah. with, I was with the, I was with the traveling Lovitz. We were playing music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. All right. Well, I think we've family treed this. Uh, Jim, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time. I mean, you, you, you worked at this. I mean, you, we kind of need to pay you, but, oh, but no, our no, budget's no. real low. Um, in fact, I, it's really it, is it, is it more than the Hargrove insurance? Yeah. We might could send you, we might get Amy it's to slack. send you a hat. That might I'd be. take a cap. I would <laughs> proudly wear a Hargrove okay. insurance cap. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, uh, but yeah, I mean, I really appreciate you taking the time. Tell Diane, thanks for sharing um, you tonight. Cause I know I'll do it. Uh, and speaking of, um, I did hear through the grapevine today that maybe you are um, um, contemplating reentering the pastorate. Is that correct? I don't know. No, 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 no. I've been, I've been helping out a church uh, in Victoria for eight, 16, 18 months. So okay. I, I've never really, you know, I, 11 years ago, I walked away from full-time ministry and I, I've continued to, to assist churches, uh, you know, in gap times and they have a name for it now. It's called respite ministry. So I'm, I'm a respite oh, okay. minister. So I come in and help uh, fill in gaps and stuff. Well, so the church is dying. I was about to say, helping <laughs> dying churches, oh, no. hospice. Well, you know, it's it's been an interesting. Uh, uh, it gives me perspective to be able to say, "Hey, uh, this is what I would do," but I really don't. You know, they're not they're not invested in me in a long term. But I can say some things that probably somebody couldn't Absolutely. say. Absolutely, yeah. You can be wise counsel, which you've, um, yeah, which always you, been, yeah, yeah. 
it's crazy how that comes full circle. Is it better being on the other side, not being in full time, just to be able to give provide wise counsel and yes, a little free, yes. a little free. Well, yeah. and 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 uh, yeah. I reread my letter of resignation from 11 years ago. Wow. And it's amazing how much foresight I had in that to say that we didn't know what we were stepping into, but God was already there. And that certainly has been true that God has been, he's gone before us and presented us opportunities. The things that, as I said to the church last week, if I hadn't left, I wouldn't have been with them last week and I wouldn't have relationships with them. So it and, really is amazing with ancestry and everything to, and with God's provision, his providence to look back, you know, to like 1967 for me and how my parents came to get me. And then just at the relationships, like our friendship with you from all of the years at first Baptist here in Snyder. And then just to look back, you don't always see God's provision as it happens, but looking no. back, you can see his hand and, yep. um, and you're able to give like young kids. I, I spent a lot of time, you know, playing the piano and doing stuff with some of these young kids. And I tell them rejection is hard, but often it is the best thing for you because you avoid something else and yep. you won't know it until you're years down the road. And you look back and go, ah, oh, that was so good. And I've always told our kids and I, I put this in the res the resignation letter last year that our, our hallmark has always been many, many faces in many places. And we mm -hmm. have relationships in all the places that we've served. And I just, that's, that's healthy for us. I think that's healthy for, um, I think it's just healthy for the church to continue to have relationships with people Absolutely. that have walked, walked with you for seasons. And so, it's just, and it's I, grew up, I grew up with that. Mom and dad would always lift off, list off the names of people. And I would think, who are they? You know, am, am I related to them too? But they were just special families like the McWilliamses, you know. That, that you do life we, with. We did life with. And, yeah. you know, my, my kids have grown up knowing Paula McWilliams. And they know Eloise Lambert. And, and those hallways, Suzanne, you know, Farrell. Yeah. And all those names that you know, will live in their infamy that people that you know made yeah. an impact so we brought we broke bread together and divided the word and yeah it was good yeah yeah the um the uh cooking of the bread at church still um what? i don't remember when they cooked jim oh jim yeah you baked bread remember baked bread baked the, bread and he walked I had, in I had i had we were we had uh, I forgot bread about bakers, that. bread bakers going in the sanctuary, so it smelled like bread. Yeah, and the it was basically you know to have all your senses. I remember this. I uh, pushed yeah. the envelope quite a lot. You did, yeah. <laughs> it was so great. Some yeah, days, sometimes I, I go, did I really do that? Yeah. Remember when we that. built that life size ark in the front of the church? Like uh, it was, it was not a life size. Not ark. Not, huge. I, just, not to be outdone by in Sweetwater the the living wreath. It was huge. Yeah. And I think Noah's was, taking complete yeah, Noah, offense yeah, to the fact much, that his actually floated. Ours was just for life. <laughs> I know. Maybe you need to dump or size down the life size arc. It, it, it took it, up the it, whole front it of took the, up the whole back part. Yeah, of the yeah. You couldn't see the Baptist. I, I get that it was no large, but it was church. not life size. Well, I mean, I guess it wasn't in a bathtub, but yeah, I get it. All right, sorry. Maybe I don't. They have hot. the life size one in Kentucky or something. You can go. They see do. I want to go. Gigantic. Yeah. We can make that a family trip. <laughs> So I just say uh, to anybody on the podcast, if you got any questions, anything, you know, Mike can get you in touch with me and I can, can you know, give you some of these tips and tricks. But uh, as I said, it's like a big puzzle. Just start where you are. Ask questions, as Terry said, journal it, write it down 
uh, you're somebody's going to end up being the family historian of the of the family, and you'll 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 be the one that inherits, you know, a lot of stuff. I'm beginning to inherit lots of Diane's family stuff from her uncle, who's kept it for years. Yeah. Well, Jim, again, appreciate the time. Um, are you guys ready to land the plane? Trade you really? in the. Your normal closure. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say. Uh, Jim, thanks for being here. Um, and as always, Terry, <laughs> I love I love you. Love You're amazing. You. Um, yeah. So you guys, uh, relative truth. If you have more interest in checking out your family tree, um, reach out to Mike. He can get you in touch with Jim. He can give you his um experience in his research this is one of those things that i it's just not getting me i'm not uh i can't stand puzzles so <laughs> <laughs> i just want to know the end of the book like the fact that i know that i'm <clears throat> somewhat related to roger bannister lyle lovett and john wilkes booth it's like okay that's that's good enough for me <laughs> that's what, I, that's I have to put there. that in. Yeah, I have to put those things in there just so that you stay interested or you're over there snoring. <laughs> but what so if the eighty. Gary had another kid. Oh yeah, maybe, probably not. But anyway, yeah. I doubt it. Yeah, yeah. The ADHD starts kicking in when I'm looking at you guys in Zoom and like, ah, oh, what's over here? <laughs> so, no, I'm I'm joking. It was fun. Um, you guys, you can reach us on Instagram, Facebook, Relative Truth Podcast at Gmail. We love uh, hearing from you. We want to hear about new people we can interview or talk to or just have on the show with us. So other than that, I guess um, I'm Trey. And I'm Mike. We'll see you on down the road. We'll see you. Oh.